Time to abandon ship. Can I persuade you to join us for a drink? It's a tradition. Here, here. Jar Jar, call me, my main man. Quickly, before the Separatists attack, get into the escape pod. Hey! This is escape, then we're <laughs> Welcome back to Star Wars Escape Pod. I'm your host, Josh, and today, our co-host Reed joins us back on the show to talk about Vader Immortal Episode 3. Uh, we have some great in-depth conversation about uh, Vader as a character and uh, Anakin Skywalker and how this all ties up together with uh, this VR trilogy that came out. Uh, there's some great connections to Revenge of the Sith and uh, from previous walkthroughs and discussions about this, uh, the past two episodes, uh, we found that uh, with the recycled footage from Padme, uh, they've managed to bring a lot of that back alive. So, yeah, super cool. Um, a lot of chat about that. And, uh, yeah, on the on the topic of video games, uh, today was the release date for the new update and the new uh, iteration of Battlefront 2, the uh, Celebration Edition, I guess it is. Uh, you can pick that up and get every single skin unlocked right away. Um, and uh, the update uh, makes them available to purchase through in-game points and currency uh, for existing players, uh, as well as Fallen Order is a thing and uh, going strong, people love it. Uh, I've actually recently finished it uh, and we're gonna talk about that at some point in the future on a future episode, so stay tuned for that. Anyhow, let's go and meet Reed. happy landing all right we're back welcome back reed hey buddy how's it going hey good you not too shabby yeah you just uh you just played well you just played what, what's it called vader immortal vader immortal. <laughs> the i'm blanking reason, on it the whole reason we came here yeah exactly yeah. all right yeah cool how'd you like it loved it it was fun yeah quick but like good yeah a good a good tie up uh for the trilogy of um that was the building over Definitely. the last like three three things but we're getting around to this pretty late because we've actually like been at the round tables for, for a while like you know doing <laughs> yeah. the doing the mandalorian round tables but uh yeah. which have been good uh but yeah, oh, yeah you know priorities priorities so yeah got to get around to this at some point we'll do fall in order at some point as well but uh you're still playing through that one yeah not quite finished yet but getting there yeah, the, str the struggle's real, but we're gonna we're gonna finish it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, what did you notice in this game that that was actually? Should we should we just walk through it or or like? Yeah, yeah sure. Let's wanna... just walk through it. Okay. I yeah. Think, like, yeah. Okay, I'll let you take it away because you'd like just played it. I was watching you on the TV, just streaming it. But yeah, I'll <laughs> let you do this one. Yeah. Um, it was cool. I think it was definitely very different from the first two, which was like which is like a cool change of pace because I mean like right away, um the like the most noticeable difference is just that like that it's mostly just action to, throughout the whole thing pretty much which was like which was really cool because in the first two there was like a little bit of i don't know if i can really call it platforming if that makes sense because you know like there's like some 
like uh like it wasn't like super difficult but there's a little bit of like puzzles and stuff like that sort of and yeah. like you know you're like going through some sequences and stuff like that between like uh like scenes or or like short bits of action kind of or is this one it was like just like consecutive combat so i thought that was really cool because i in both of the first two episodes or, or um you know uh games or whatever they um kind of slowly introduce you to the combat mechanics of the game and stuff like that which was great because in this third one they just combined all of it and yeah. they definitely like kind of slowly amped up like the the difficulty of the combat and stuff like that throughout like it was very like steadily paced and uh forgiving <laughs> yeah because because really because i mean yeah like we have it's been a while since we uh talked about the the last uh, episode of this so yeah i thought it was cool how yeah. about you what'd you think oh yeah no it's it's i thought it was awesome like it's um the the last part when you encounter vader at the very end like at the top of the castle oh it's just like such a good climax you that know? was like, an awesome yeah yeah so that uh and and getting the rest of that padme conversation that recycled footage and audio that they used from episode three yeah uh super cool to see that come back and uh you know you do get to fight vader it's a little awkward like the yeah you know the lightsaber fight's not exactly up to epic proportion um no yeah because it's yeah yeah so, like, so limited by my feeble skills <laughs> <laughs> well i think they also like because you did take a few hits but yeah. uh, like they also have to make it to the point where it's easy enough for somebody who's played the last two and a half or like the three games to kind of like grip you know get a grip on like okay yeah, yeah i have to block here there there exactly. yeah there's a few times i was like i thought for sure i was gonna die because like there was you know there would be groups of stormtroopers shooting at me all at once and i would like block like maybe a few like enough to still kill all of them and stuff like yeah. that but i would take some hits and i was like man where am i gonna like like did i not die yet am i gonna die soon like where's yeah. my health at and blah blah but it yeah, was it was cool. just forgiving enough to get me through it yeah so i wasn't just one like, thing ah, about this like, game for sure just like you don't get the health bar you don't get any yeah it's very like there's no hud yeah it's very story there's driven nothing. you know oh, yeah. like nothing that makes you feel like you're in a game that there's no redos no do-overs like you no, know it's, yeah yeah it's like 100 percent. just like you are this character if you take the hit you see it but or you and you feel it you know mm -hmm. the vibration happens and everything oh, yeah. the things go red but like you don't ever have you don't have a second life kind of thing like, like it gives you the no nice... yeah you're not like i mean we were just talking about in uh jedi fallen or yeah and jedi fallen order a little bit where like some of those uh enemies that you fight like you know you're dying or like at least for me i was dying and having to replay it over and over again <laughs> or or restart over and over again and it, it was just like painful whereas this they don't like it's definitely the focus is the story it's not like getting you into like complex game mechanics and stuff like that it like it's introducing you to some like cool like a cool way to play through the game and stuff like that mm -hmm. and that made it like fun and immersive while you're experiencing experiencing the story and stuff like that which is like the the feature of the game is the story yeah which was fun yeah yeah, yeah exactly there was a there was a lot of like really well actually first off just like to you know overhaul the the story really quickly it, it picks off you know right where the second one ended which yeah. is when like you kill the rancor and whatever mm -hmm. uh the priestess tells you you have an army of droids now at your disposal now that you have the sword 
And that army that we saw earlier in the second episode, uh, you're actually able to direct their fire when stormtroopers <laughs> yeah. come on floating speeders. Was, and you had some fun dude, with that. I was so excited when that scene happened. I was so ready. I was like, yes, give me this power <laughs> the magic to wand. command legions and, yeah. and lead them to glory. Yeah. And, like I was slightly disappointed when oh, the you transfer know, of power. Happens yeah, the transfer of power yeah. happened. I was like, I was like, ah. Okay, I guess the yeah. for the sake of the game, I understand. Like, there's other game mechanics they want to focus on. And, yeah, like, and I love how the droid like acknowledges that as yeah, well. Yeah, exactly. She's it, like, well, we did have an mind. army. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so yeah, it's, that's exactly. a, that's a nice little a little fling. Uh, that was yeah. You know what the droid reminds me of is? Um, did you ever watch Solo? Yep. Yeah, it, she reminds me of that droid for some reason. Lo- yes. Uh, yes. Yeah, um, the um. Uh, man, oh. what's her name again? Uh, I L3. don't remember her name, L3. but yeah, yeah. L3. L3. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just the main thing I remember is when she died, how upset Lando Keller yeah, is. Yeah, was. Yeah. Like, no! I was like, dude, like you ain't Luke Skywalker, yeah, <laughs> like it's, it's not like, like you just found out, <laughs> yeah, he had an intense relationship with this droid there, definitely. But, uh, but yeah, I know that this the character of this droid really reminds me of, of uh, L3. And uh, oh, yeah. all the witty stuff that she has oh, to say. All the wit and sarcasm, for sure. Yeah. The uh, the speeder sequence, which happens after what you were on, uh, that that one Mustafarian and L three and yourself are standing on the, yep. the the skiff or whatever, and you're you're going through the the catacombs beneath Vader's. Oh yeah, castle the lava and, tunnels. Yeah. Yeah, the lava tunnels. Yeah, and uh, and then you're in pursuit basically because you know you, you have stormtroopers you have to fight off and deflect bullets with. I noticed that in that entire game, you didn't once use the force. Yeah, it just didn't. I yeah. felt ad- I realized it after we kind of like sat down to mm-hmm. talk about this a bit. I was like, you know what? I really didn't use the force I, at all yeah. until the very end of the game because I just didn't think about it. Because yeah. I think I think part of that is because I just came off of playing Jedi Fallen Order. There's <laughs> all about the lightsaber so, combat, and yeah. it's just yeah. There's so, like, not that like that's the only thing you can do in Jedi Fallen Order, but like it, it's just that was just my focus is yeah. like i have this lightsaber deflect the shots now if i were to play through it again i would definitely be experimenting because i think last time when we talked about episode two we were talking about like how i was starting to have fun with the force mechanics because yeah the, the the second episode really focused on that because that was like when mm-hmm. you learn to use the forest and i now i feel like such and an you, idiot <laughs> you brought it you brought it up last time as well like things that we wanted to see for the third one you brought it up i think uh that you wanted to see other forms of battle happening like like with a blaster and stuff like that yep if you did use the force on the stormtroopers <laughs> when you yeah. killed them you could have force pulled the blaster to your hand your other your free hand oh and, what and shot with the blasters and oh my yeah, goodness yeah they, they last about just... four or five rounds and then and then they're over with and you have to discard the blaster discard. but yeah. you know you just kill another trooper and that's why all the blasters were flying up in the air whenever you kill the stormtrooper oh, because you gosh. could force pull it and then yeah. use it against the other guys. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Definitely. So I noticed you didn't do that, and I, I I said it like maybe twice to the game, but maybe the audio was too loud for you to hear. And and then I was like, no, I'll just I'll just wait. I'll just wait. After the second <laughs> time, I'm like, I don't want to push it too hard. Like I'll just see if he figures it out. And uh, and yeah, but yeah, you didn't you didn't end up using that tactic. But uh, you know, you get so comfortable using the lightsaber, exactly, and then you just don't really care, you know? Yeah, there just wasn't anything like. Because I think in episode two, they just put you through so many sequences and like where there, there was just like a clear, blatant use of the force yeah. that I just wasn't even 
like thinking about it because like I literally I turn that lightsaber on and I'm like, okay, I can deflect the blaster bolts with the lightsaber and kill them that way. And that's literally how I got through all of that yeah. was killing them with the like deflected blaster bolts and stuff like that. And some, some parts were like tricky when they were start to be a lot of them and I'd start taking hits cause there was just so many firing at once. Like I couldn't, I couldn't move, couldn't move fast enough. But now that I know that like, Oh my gosh, I missed out on so much. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, you know, it happens. But, That's okay. Yeah. Um, so but, did you, you played around with that then? I did. Yeah. I, 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 uh, I actually like, had a good time even pulling the trooper towards me and then stabbing him through the chest oh then, dude yeah yeah so there was, so there was cool. some cool stuff you could also like chuck them off of the uh uh the platforms the that they're yeah, yeah the, the skiffs that they're standing on or, yeah um yeah so you can you can you can force pull them towards you you can grab them and like shove them off you can kind of like drag them off i guess my yeah. it's it's weird because my initial instinct and i hope I hope for future games that they improve this if it ever becomes a thing. But uh, my instant reaction with using the force is to push, is to force push. Like that was yeah. what I wanted to do so many times when I was using the force. Oh, and yeah. it's something you actually can't do. Like you have to kind of grab it first. And, and then, yeah. and then like if you are pushing it, you can kind of push forward and it sometimes works. But the more mm. effective way is to pull towards you. That's something yeah. I really wanted to see is uh, them add the ability to push things away and yes i don't know maybe maybe they can have it so that the other hand is just always active with the force or something i don't really know but uh yeah that's my instinct is to just you know if i see a bunch of troopers boom i just want to like shove my arm forward just, and then watch them fly oh um, yeah definitely. so it was a little awkward at times for me to kind of like go okay one at a time <laughs> pull them towards me yeah. slice pull the yeah. next one towards me slice pull the next one towards yeah. me slice you know well i think i think in episode two i remember like as you like, like later on when I was using the like more and more of the force techniques, I remember like starting to grab more than one of them at once because I was like starting to get that vibe. I was just like, man, I just want to like throw these guys around like I was grabbing more than one and throwing two at the same yeah. time or something like that. I think yeah. from what I remember. So, yeah, that'd be cool. cool yeah, progression that to see. Though. that's a yeah, it's kind of a missed opportunity to have that. But anyway, yeah. this this entire third part, like just on a side note, it kind of felt a little rushed. Um, it, yeah, yeah. like compared to the bit. other two yeah. yeah and one thing i would have loved to have seen is for them to add like a free play explore vader's castle kind of thing because at the beginning which i actually missed talking about this when you when you initially went into that elevator mm -hmm. to go back up a few levels from when you defeated the rancor and stuff yeah uh you had to put to get you had to fix the lift with yes. the force by putting those crystals in the bottom of the, the platform yeah but once you're on the platform it you see it goes through multiple levels that you were in in previous episodes so like yeah. those maps are all still there like in the game there's still virtual spaces that you could have gone back to theoretically pretty much uh, yeah. it would have been really cool to have a free roam ability just to like that would have yeah. what you've seen explore maybe even a little more they could have it was a missed yeah, opportunity or they to could have just, easter eggs they could have just staged it where like i mean like they didn't have to force you to go through everything that you went through to get there in the first place but they could have backtracked you a little bit like, yeah i i mean i'm sure there's some people who are, aren't always fans of that in games and stuff like that but i don't mind doing that because it's like you know if if they like put like some new stuff in there or like some new enemies to fight and stuff because we know like you know the imperials are following us down there that mm -hmm. would have been i would have been that would have been fun yeah i would love to fight through that well and yeah and if you actually if you go through um the lightsaber dojo modes there are enemies that pop up in there but have not shown up in the story modes 
So, oh. so it's, it's kind of cool, you know, and, and also a missed opportunity to have like not used those at all either. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, it, it would be cool eventually to maybe have some sort of update where it can consecutively take you through each game. Like if you have them all, like if you that own would be them all, really it just, cool. yeah, just like maybe like a, a two minute loading thing and then oh, like yeah. jumps into the next episode and keeps going. Like that, that would, would be, be pretty really awesome. smart. Yeah. 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 Um, but, uh, like you had a wow moment when you kind of exited the catacombs and saw Vader's castle with the big beam. That was just so sky. cool. Yeah. yeah. Such cool visual. Like I was like looking around, I was kind of like, what's that bright light? Oh, that's a big bright light. And I was yeah. like, that does not look cool. Like they definitely didn't like, you know, s- skimp on the, uh, the visuals for the game, which is yeah. like awesome. Like it's, it was just so cool. Cause like I've, I really haven't played like too, too many VR games. Like I've played a few of your VR games and stuff like that. So it's just such a cool like experience really mm-hmm. to be able to like, it, ex- well, experience a game in, in that way that you can like look up and just like be in awe of this yeah. like, huge, uh, yeah, hundred percent just yeah. set piece and stuff like that. Like, yeah. You really, really cool. feel like the expanse of the world when you, yeah. When you get that. Yeah. If you ever go down to, uh, to California again, to do the, the one that we talked about at one point secrets of the empire by the void okay yeah Yeah, it's it's you know it gives you that feeling as well for sure because you also like you wear the you wear the computer and you wear a headset it's like it's like a virtual reality within they call it hyper hyper reality it's it's almost like a 4d movie where you like feel things (laughs) as well so so the the on the skiff when you were flying towards the castle in the not only would it be better resolution and like, you know, more, yeah. uh, you wouldn't be holding controllers. It's all hand track as well. Oh, uh, and guns that you pick up are physically there. Oh my and, gosh. And yeah, it's awesome. But, that is so cool. uh, but like you would have felt the heat from the Mustafar lava beneath you. You would have oh, felt the wind goodness. blowing against your skin. Yeah. It's awesome. Oh, that'd be so cool. <laughs> yeah. So, so like, it, yeah, just for you, like seeing the wow factor of like this you know like the exterior of the castle and everything we've only seen that once before in the first episode when you when you were taken in by the tie fighters um but yeah to see it again from the outside and then having this like massive terrifying looking beam going up in the sky yeah uh, like I this is like, like this moment of like whoa like yeah i thought it was I'm gonna like be i thought it. i was like gonna be like kind of like okay we're gonna like try to intercept and stop vader from doing this and i it was like nope vader's already like in yeah, the process yeah, in he the process in the middle of doing this <laughs> And like, yeah, I think, I think that tied in a little bit too, like with how like rushed the game was. Cause like the, the story, the story was still there and it was good, but like it really skimped on the story in order to get you to that last mm-hmm. kind of bit. It was just kind of like, all right, battle, 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 battle. Oh, okay. And then it's like, yeah, the, it felt the very roller coastery, you oh, know, very much. Yeah. It was just kind of like one. Like, I mean, the battles were really cool. It was fun to do. And now in hindsight, I'm really disappointed I didn't like use the force more and like play around with that. But it was just like, yeah, it was just pretty much going through that roller coaster to get to the, the yeah. end and or like the, you know, the big loop or what, whatever. Right? Yeah, exactly. Because like when once you're in the castle, there's a, it, it felt very tr- on on the rails to me when you have to play around with that TIE fighter in the hangar bay. Oh yeah. And and it's like, okay, press these buttons. And then it's like, oh, press the ones with the arrows on them. They all have arrows on them. They and all it's have- like, okay, well, you know, it's like, I know that whatever I press, I, like yeah, the I next started, thing's gonna happen, so. Yeah, it, like I started playing, like pushing buttons a little bit and I was like, how does this work? And then eventually you push the, like the, on the last one, it's just kind of like, yeah, no matter what you push, yeah. it's gonna 
like it, it would have been cool to for them to just have like that choice of like okay should we press this button to open that door or press this button to open that door it doesn't even need to be a huge addition to the game just like no, make, yeah. make it a choice for people to go down one hallway or the other hallway yeah i well i think know. that's where like your suggestion of making it like at least a little bit of an open world game yeah would, like some sort fit of it really really well because yeah because yeah, then you can like go through those sections and be like hey do i want to go through just get just giving people the option of going through that door or that door mm-hmm. or like trying to do like uh you know drop this tie fighter or trying to find you know some other way to open up the door or whatever yeah, or right? distract just, the troopers or whatever yeah exactly yeah, yeah. Like blow something up instead of dropping a tie fighter yeah like it anything. doesn't need to be like a, a huge open world map because i mean we were just like in their hair yeah. no it like, doesn't just, need to be here just like something small you know like yeah. like two additional hallways some extra stuff to do you know, like the, the steps would be different but at least have that alternate course yeah you know if if people choose to yeah i definitely yeah and that was another thing too i definitely felt like i i think that like part of that is just because like most of this episode was like battle sequences and stuff but there was definitely a lot less like interaction taking place compared to the last ones because i mean like that that was one of like the the cool fun things about like the first two episodes uh from what i remember is just like you you know like you're interacting with like the environment and you're also discovering a lot of new things too. exactly you know not only do you have vader teaching you stuff but in the first one like you you know you're you kind of get the sense of exploration, even though it's on the rails. Like, you know, nobody exactly. knows that you're sneaking around because you just escaped. Yeah. So like you get the feeling of like, oh, hey, oh, and now I get to eavesdrop on Vader's conversation. Who's that? Like, what's that thing? Yeah, you know, like exactly. there's a lot of like, you know, more of a exploration, free roam kind of like interest. Mm-hmm. And yeah. this one, it was just very guided, very like, okay, let's, you know, hit point A, B, C, D. Oh, and then Yeah, it was literally done. like you're hit- going and stopping at checkpoints throughout like most get i mean so many of those sequences right we're just like okay wave like you're stopping waves a few waves of stormtroopers and stuff like that and you're fighting them off and stuff and then you go to the next bit oh and then you got to stop and wait again fight off that next wave of stormtroopers and that was like so many of the sections you were yeah. going through it doing that and so it's kind of like eh. yeah exactly it's yeah. all right <laughs> so then um once you drop the tie, uh, the the one door op- you open the one door and your droid basically pushes uh, Admiral Carius yeah. <laughs> yeah. off the, the so, edge so, of the walkway. That was like there, there you go. the most anti like the opposite of the anti you yeah, know that like, sums up so well like how it rushed because because like it was still it was still like a good game and it, like it was funny when that happened but it was just like literally it's just like. I'm like, oh crap! I'm gonna have to fight. Oh no! Yeah, like there <laughs> like he goes. Just, yeah, it's like there, um, there's the there's one of the villains that was built up over the last three missions. Just like yeah. your droid just pushes him off the just edge. Push, it's like, yeah. All right, just, cool. Like there it goes. You know. Like, yeah. Okay. There, that was it. Yeah, that was and it. Then, and then you had just, I mean, they like they brought it back a little bit with like the on the rails bit, but I was kind of like, okay, I know where this is going. Yeah. Yeah. And it, well, I, effort, once you get through all those stormtroopers on the walkways on the platforms, then. It's, it's kind of cool. Like, you get to throw some stuff, like some explosives. Uh, yeah. Did you do that? No, I didn't do any of that. Oh, I man. Did block <laughs> I felt, I feel so, uh, I feel so dumb now. There, there was a little crate that opened up and, and yeah. there was some explosives you could, like, chuck um, at the troopers or down into the depths of the war, which it would have done nothing. Yeah. Those are all just little sprites, I think. But, yeah, pretty much. Uh, but, yeah, again, like, not not necessary it's just it, it was like one of those things you know and that, that's the one thing about this game it's like all the pieces were there it's like you had the choice to use these explosives you had the choice to use the force like why not just make a couple hallways 
that you can go down and choose to do cer- certain things. Like all the bricks to make that happen are there. Yeah. And, and yet, like even even just pushing buttons to make something happen, it's like you can just have an alternate set of things to do that eventually lead you to the same end goal. But exactly, you know, things just happen differently along the way. Yeah, just different. Yeah, different paths through like the same area or whatever. Yeah. Like in that hangar, like because like you know we you get to the part where like you uh, get onto the mounted turret or whatever, and so that would have been I well, that would have been a much like cooler experience if like you know maybe you were like going walking on one of the catwalks and like you saw that yeah you have off to the choose to go up size there, and yeah. like oh you could choose to go up there or you could choose to go over to yeah maybe where there's some thermal detonators yeah, yeah or for sure yeah. some other kind of thing you can mess around with and so that would have been like cool to have that choice i mean it was still like it was okay to get on the turret like it's it was a cool thing to be able to interact with mm-hmm. I, th- I think that'd be fun to be able to i, I don't know if they like do any other different games or later on if they like can kind of continue with this type of story or this uh particular storyline it'd be cool to be able to interact with more yeah kind of weapons and stuff like that like i'd like to if they do do a later game i'd like to see more stuff like inside the ship mm-hmm. i think they could do a lot more with that Cause, yeah because yeah, like you're for sure you don't have to do a ton of moving around and you'd be like focusing on like you know like your the control surfaces and like what's going on visually in front of you and stuff but yeah and and you know and these are I mean they're they're ten dollar episodic games yeah. right so like it's not like they did put a lot of time into it I mean, no. you could you could see that the technology has been pushed far so so that yeah. they can pump out these episodes the way that they do but yeah uh, but so yeah the infrastructure is there I think if they spent just a little more time though yeah they could have they something could, pretty awesome they could make a really really cool experience it, yeah especially like, like when you are in the ship and you can yeah do that exploration even have like a hollow map like where do you want to go in the galaxy you know i have a couple planets maybe have a yeah. few like short range locations that you can go to on those planets that you know smaller smaller ish maps but like big enough that you get the sense of like whoa like I spent an hour in this game. I've seen one out of three locations on this planet. There's three planets to explore. Like, yeah. you know, that would be right there. Like if there's enough to do and you get maybe 20 hours of gameplay out of this, like oh, that's, yeah. a, that's a, like a triple A rated game right there. Pretty much. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. So yeah, literally. Yeah. yeah like I've, the, I've played triple A games like half that time. Like, yeah, ten, yeah. like 10 or 12 hours i've played like i like well 80 or 90 following the order I, I ended up switching later on to story mode halfway mm-hmm. through but but uh my accumulated time on that is 21 hours and that's that's just me that's me exploring and playing the story at the same time like i'm, I'm yeah. con- conveniently exploring if i'm heading a certain direction if, or whatever yeah if you so, happen to see it right yeah, yeah exactly so if, if i see a crate way over there i'll try and get it and then come back and go on the route and whatever and save the rest of exploration for for later on but yeah you know it, it's still kind of like triple a rated game you know only under 20 hours to beat it out and everyone loves it it's not considered a short game no yeah you know it's considered like full-on Full game. Yeah, that's kind, like, that's kind of the standard for like a story based like single yeah. player game nowadays. Yeah, really. exactly. So and like so, for something in VR like this, it's like the you know the potential is there. Totally. Oh yeah, because I mean, I enjoyed all three of these episodes, and like the mechanics that they had and stuff like that were super basic. And but it was still in VR, like having that experience and all those mechanics. Like they had super basic platforming, super basic combat. Yeah. The the story was like. Sh- like pretty like short all said and done but it was still really cool because i mean what yeah. maybe maybe like like as a trilogy two and a half hours, like, you, yeah like as, as a trilogy as a whole like you could do two and a half to three hours of like bashing out 
out the whole thing. If you yeah. really took your time, if you each one time, is an yeah. hour, it could be a solid three hours or more. But I mean, you know, like the, with the infrastructure that they have, like they could have made it so much bigger, right? Oh, um, yeah. So that's something I'm looking forward to if they ever do make another VR game, which I'm sure they will. I'm sure they'll, they'll do it. Yeah, but, for sure. Uh, they wouldn't bother with this whole ordeal if it wasn't to you know, push technology further in that department. But, oh, 100%. Yeah. Um, you know, that's what ILMX Labs is all about. But, um, <coughs> but yeah, let's, let's push on with the story here. So uh, you mentioned the turret. You know, you take down uh, the TIE fighter, which is being piloted by uh, ad, the, the Admiral who comes back. just got pushed over the yeah, edge. So yeah, so you, you get to fight the TIE fighter. Um, very reminiscent of, like, the that cut shot from Rogue One where Jin Erso was like walking along the, yeah, it was in the trailer. The, into the platform. In the trailer. Yeah, yeah, I remember and that. In the trailer, I, they had like a TIE fighter that zoomed up right in front of her. Yeah, they And then they cut that they out. Cut that out. Uh, yeah, but yeah. I thought that was actually like really reminiscent where like, you know, the Admiral shows up in a TIE fighter and you have to face down a TIE fighter. I was like, wow, okay, yeah. this is interesting. Um, that TIE fighter was not easy to fight. No, yeah, it was like, at first it wasn't too, too bad. And then as it started, I found when things uh or like enemies got really close to you it got a lot more difficult because yeah. your reaction time is like cut in half basically yeah right? exactly and so yeah it definitely got a lot more difficult i was taking a lot of hits um i mean i still managed i mean i still managed to get through it mm -hmm. but it was yeah. like i didn't even use the force at all i don't know if did yeah, you try very rarely use the force. i i was actually using the force quite a bit um especially down <clears> in the catacombs <throat> i was using it a lot but um yeah you know once you once you do take out that tie and the atsd you know, down in the ground battle and stuff like that um what happens next oh, the priestess shows up and yeah. she guides you up the elevator yeah and this is when like the the cool star stuff you know starts to happen uh she has a few things to say and then uh, the life is basically sucked out of her by this orb the, yeah i was like i was like wow that was like i was like wow this is no joke like this yeah. thing is sucking the life out of yeah and, and it starts planet. sucking the life out of you too yeah and uh once you start walking over and you see vader like talking to padme in this rock again and you see again more footage and audio from revenge of the sith about padme telling him that uh that uh, uh what did she say is something about how how uh she talked about the baby and mm -hmm. or or about uh, how she loves him or something yep uh, i forget yeah. exactly the lines but uh, he notices you, you know, you have the fight yeah. and, uh, and then towards the end of the fight, um, that, uh, that, um, the ghost of, um, Lady Corvex's husband shows up and freezes time before Vader's about to strike you down. And he yeah. ends up, you end up calling force, pulling the, the light sword towards you, stabbing the bright star, yeah. destroying the whole contraption and, uh, Vader loses any chance of recovering Padme. Uh, yep. But uh, I was actually really kind of, I was kind of like optimistically freaking out a little bit because when this whole fight is happening and he's force choking you and pushing you all over the place and whatever, um, you do kind of start to see Padme take formation yeah. in like this glowing blue kind of particle Apparition form. or, yeah. Yeah, like like out next to the rock, like it's it's building slowly. Yeah, she's figure. materializing. Yeah, yeah, the, materializing. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. That's the right word. So, um, but yeah, but there's also this sadness about it because you know that even though he brings, brings you know, her back, she's not going to be like she was. It's going to, she's going to be this, you know, trap between life and death sort of thing. It, yeah. it actually, to me, this entire thing, it came full circle, but it actually really reminded me of the resurrection stone 
from Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows <laughs> because because the same exact thing happens. Are you, do you do you all watch Harry Potter? Harry no, Potter? I've watched all the movies at one point, but that was like a while ago. Okay, so I'll, I'll recap it for you bit, then. Yeah. Uh, so the Deathly Hallows are the Elder Wand, the Resurrection Stone, and the Cloak of Invisibility. Okay, and uh, you know the tale from the Beatles of Bard book that Hermione gets in uh, Dumbledore's will. She reads the. The, the story one of the one of the stories in that book and it's about uh the uh the three wizards that were you know given these gifts by death basically yeah so these three wizards come to a you know a, like a, a i guess a, a ravine or whatever and uh death kind of greets them and and uh, after they together use their powers to formulate a bridge out of trees i guess out of tree, oh. tree roots and everything yeah. and death kind of greets them it goes like hey you know most people fall in and die and i claim their life kind of thing but i want to reward you with a gift uh <laughs> and because you know you've basically just escaped my trap and so one of them gets the wand one of them gets the stone one of them gets the cloak and uh the only wise one is the guy with the cloak so that death doesn't find him again and he passes it on to his descendants the one with the of uh, the wand though is kind of like you know, hungry for power and people kill him to get the wand and, and so on and so forth. And it right, goes down yeah. to history. The stone, however, the man who wanted the stone, he's, he's, he's essentially mourning the loss of his loved ones, of his, especially after his wife. Yeah. Um, and the purpose of the stone was that he would be able to bring her back. Uh, and when he uses the stone, he, she comes back, but not physically. Like she's almost like a ghost. Oh. And she and he can't touch her or be with her, you know. Yeah, yeah. And so, uh, when when you finally get the uh, the 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 moment in the movie where Harry finds the Resurrection Stone hidden in the Golden Snitch that Dumbledore gives him in the will, mm-hmm. he he basically wishes for his family and and his friends to come back to life uh, before he faces Voldemort for the last time. Yeah, uh, which ends up being the second last time in the movie. Yeah, but uh, he, yeah, you see Sirius Black, his parents return. Um, who else is there? Uh, there there's a few, oh, um, Lupin, Remus Lupin. Uh, they all kind of show up around him in a circle, and and yeah. uh, when he goes out to touch his mother's hand, you know, he kind of like pauses because like he's like, whoa, she's there, and then and then he reaches out to grab her hand and realizes that his hand passes through her. Oh, and and. In actual fact, the Resurrection Stone doesn't bring them back to what, you know, the, the what the rock makes it sound like. You yes. Know? You know, when people think resurrection, it's like, hey, you're coming back from the dead, back back exactly. to life. Yeah. But in actual fact, it's 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 a half-life. It's not a full life. It's not no, yeah. fully bringing back somebody. It's only bringing back, like, the, the memory or the spirit or, like, the consciousness or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like how how Star Wars, like, maintained that philosophy because... In Harry Potter, like it's it's a it's a world of magic. It's a world of like so many possibilities. Yeah. But like one rule that J.K. Rowling set out is like nobody comes back to life, unless yeah. unless of, of course you split apart your soul and make a Horcrux, then your spirit's still <laughs> alive and you could technically <laughs> yeah. be resurrected. Whatever. But uh, but yeah, like the 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 law is basically you know nobody just comes back to life. Yeah. Like that. And and I like how Star Wars did that as well. Like as, yeah, as the, true, yeah. the weird things that they do, you know. Which is I like the weird things that they do, like uh, yeah. the mystical things. Some of the arcs yeah, like uh, in the Obi-Wan. Clone Wars and all this and that. Even like Jedi transforming into yeah, the Force. Exactly. They're never fully back. You know, like no, they're not yeah. physically there. 
mm-hmm. really, because they're kind of a ghost and a, a yeah. spirit. And yeah, so like I, you know, I like I've always liked the fact that like this is nothing new. Bring back dead people is nothing new to Star Wars. Like this is a thing that no was it's a consistent in the first, theme. Yeah, since nineteen seventy seven when we heard Ben in Luke's head when he blows up the Death Star. Like yeah, yeah it's a consistent theme, hundred percent. And yeah. you know, this is just another way though that they're telling that story and and it's exactly, just like vader yeah. trying to bring back his wife physically though yeah uh and he thinks he can do it but yeah no it's it's even though she might take some sort of physical form it's a it's like a cursed form and it's not the one that it's not something he would be happy with anyways yeah yeah this was definitely like a really good like tra- uh, transitional continuation from revenge of the sith because yeah. it really does because i mean at the end of revenge of the sith you you know is that iconic scene where vader's like like in absolute misery because you know padme's died and stuff like that mm-hmm. uh sidious broke the news to him or palpatine and um yeah he's like he's pretty much in this the same just like desperate and miserable state where he just wants he's willing to do just about anything yeah. to get her back he's willing to sacrifice this planet and then he mentions he's willing to go on to other worlds to oh yeah he's willing to do anything too. to bring back padme yeah. just yes yeah, so but this is so good because like uh not you know not for in-story purposes <laughs> but like it's <laughs> it's yet. it's so good like it enriches his character so much because yeah you know so many people if they don't if uh, you know if you don't watch clone wars which i'm sure you will at some point but yeah. like if you don't watch clone wars you really miss a lot of um a lot of the transition between Anakin as this chipper, happy young boy yeah, between him and then his kind of moody apprenticeship days to him just flipping on the Jedi with like this bad dream about his wife. Yeah. You know, it almost, there's a bit of a disconnect there because there's, it's almost like it, it almost seems too artificial for one person to go to absolute lengths to protect the one that they love it's not such a foreign thought when you think about it that way but but when people watch the movie a lot of it tends to get overlooked quite a bit a lot of people i've heard give reason to be like okay why is anakin turning the dark side so quickly like you know is there more than just padme that's going on here and and there is but even as its own reason for him to turn to the dark side because of the loss of his wife he's already lost so much in in what we've seen he's lost his mother and he's gone through a lot yeah. with the Clone War and, and all that. Yeah, well, so. speaking of the Clone Wars, like, if you think about it, right? Because there's Attack of the Lo- the Clones when we first start to see him, like, uh, become immersed in, like, the role of, like, a Jedi and stuff yeah. like that as Obi-Wan's apprentice. But then the gap between Attack of the Clones and then Revenge of the Sith, like, that's, like, the beginning and then the end of the Clone Wars. Yeah. And so there's an entire, like, Three generation yeah. of, like, yeah, of war that he's experienced and stuff like that mm-hmm. that we don't get to see. Yeah. And I mean, like, there's no way like three like nonstop years of war doesn't affect oh, changes someone yeah. in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. 100%. And so like his like desperation and like volatility and like uh trying to protect Padme and stuff like that is like Yeah. Well, it's also like it begs the question, like if you ask just the question yourself, you know, the person that you love, like with your whole you know heart and exactly. and, and for yeah. him the only person that he can love the yeah. only person that he has a shared relationship with the only person he can be personable with yeah you know and he's having these dreams similar to how he had dreams about his mother very exactly. likely that they could happen in his reality um and and he's fearing that she'll die you oh, know yeah. and like i can totally buy into the fact he will do anything 
oh, yeah. they can to to help to you know keep her from dying, right? Exactly. And yeah. and it's so easy to buy that for me at least. Like um, you know, a lot of people don't buy that. A lot of people are like, whoa, how would he just you know flip so badly? Like he's going you know one one uh, one moment he's with the Jedi, the next moment he's killing children. Like what the heck is going on here? But it's like you know, really process it. It's like it's not so far fetched. Like no. you know, he's willing to do, go to absolute lengths to save the one that he loves. And even in the costume, even behind the mask, he's willing to rip worlds apart with this with this thing yeah. to 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 bring her back from the dead. And uh, you know, it it just adds so much continuity from it, from Revenge of the Sith into oh, this yeah. trilogy. And a, a lot of people like. You know, you don't see that a lot with Vader because a lot of people have a disconnect between Anakin and Vader. Oh, but yeah. For, for me, yeah. like, there's like, it's the same guy. It's the same character. Mm -hmm. There's yeah. nothing different about Vader than there is with Anakin. Anakin is just the younger, um, you know, non-evil version. We see it. We see evil Anakin, which is, you know, he's, he's Darth Vader at that point. But, um, you know, it's it's a bit of a disconnect when when you see him as Anakin as a person and then Vader all serious and stern and stiff in the suit, right? Oh, definitely. This kind of like, blends the two together and makes it one. Yeah, that was what was so cool about this game because, I mean, if you think about the like the the Star Wars saga, right? Because from Revenge of the Sith, end of Revenge of the Sith, you know, he becomes Darth Vader, but he's like, you know, in like total misery and there's like a huge period of time that takes place between Revenge of the Sith and then New Hope. And in New Hope, he's like this all-powerful lord like he's lord vader yeah like he's this all-powerful like figure within the the empire and stuff like that and so here like you he's got his kind of own little like warlord situation going on really like where he's like exerting himself over uh mustafar and stuff like that and like d decimating the their populate or like attempting to decimate their their world uh, and but he's like not he hasn't gone big league yet where he's yeah. like you know scouring across the galaxy with an imperial fleet he's just he's got like he's his, still got personal issues to deal with kind of thing yeah, yeah so you get the feeling that this is actually you know a little earlier on before before rogue one takes place uh, i don't know by how much how many years i would say i would safely put this like at the halfway point that it could be maybe eight to ten years after revenge of the sith uh, possibly, uh, yeah. because you know Vader's Vader's fortress does make an appearance in Rogue One, which is yes. be right before New Hope. But you know yep. it's still there; it's still standing. Yep. Um, and uh, at this point, been probably patched up because in this yes. game it really ruins the castle quite a bit. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, you know at the very it gets end there, trash. <laughs> so yeah, um, but uh, uh, also in Secrets of the Empire, uh, that also is canon hyper reality VR experience. That that story also takes place before i think it's before rogue one as well um and okay. and i forget exactly where it's placed uh but but yeah it's you know it's 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 a it's a really cool connection between revenge of the sith and and the vader character that we're introduced to in in a new hope that you know is is all kind of about business at this point um less personal issues until we get to the point of him realizing that Luke is his son. Yes. And then we're brought back to that kind of deeper conflict, deep, of, deep interest, conflict yeah. of interest with Anakin, who is, you know, longing to be with his son and rule with him and, yeah. and, and destroy the emperor because he doesn't need him anymore. Yeah. Um, and that, that's like, that's huge because uh, Vader's 
the longest, most loyal apprentice that the Emperor ever has. And even though he puts him through trials throughout the, the comic books and stuff like that, um, you know, he's he's faced trials that the Emperor's thrown at him before to test him. Mm-hmm. He still pulls through every single time. And, and you know, and it goes all the way up till R- Return of the Jedi. And I, I think that's what makes it even more admirable of his sacrifice at the very end of the movie when he finally gives up his life as Vader for his son um, so that he can live. But, uh, but yeah, there's like this, this like, this whole trilogy of episodes is like such a good blend between mixing like those personable Anakin issues with the, the mask that we know as Vader, who we think has no personal issues. Yeah. We associate the mask with this robot. Oh yeah. Uh, Yeah. Like, like, like you were just seeing, right? Like it helps. I think it definitely helps blend it in so much more with like the original trilogy as well, because it like plays into the, progression of his character so much more like it plays into Mm -hmm. what uh luke really means to him because i mean like he tells luke like oh like i'm your father and stuff like that and then he sacrifices himself for him and so i think like this is really is like you know the fact that he's ready to sacrifice a planet and or potentially multiple planets just so he can bring padme back in whatever way shape or form that is is really a testament to how important like his relationship with her was and then like one i'm once that starts to like kind of settle in for him between mm-hmm. empire strikes back and return of the jedi that you know luke is his son or whatever and that like yeah it, he's a like you know his mother was padme and stuff like that i think that really like definitely ties into that and like what pushes him over the edge to yeah. like go uh, this that, this like, also said has a lot to say about you know, the way he was raised, the Jedi, like, you know, having a code and not being yes. able to have relationships and stuff like yeah. that. Uh, it really leads up to him, you know, once we see him give up everything for his son. Yeah. Kind of thing. It's like, and then and then the next thing we see is he's a force ghost. It's like, well, only the Jedi have so far, I guess, Jedi that we've known have become force ghosts. Like, how is this possible? Like, in that one moment that he gave up, you know everything for his son yeah was it a selfish reason of being like hey this is my son i'm going to do absolutely everything that i can to you know is it another self-conflict like would uh basically the same train of thought uh of him uh willing to sacrifice multiple planets to bring back padme is it the same reasoning and and uh you know logic yeah. uh, yeah is it the same logic uh behind and uh him willing to give up the emperor for for luke is it the same kind of like i don't want to call it like selfish but is it the same inward thought of being attached to something that leads him there or is he really redeemed um but you know and he he does and he does say you know tell your sister you were right so like you get the sense like okay yeah no he is redeemed but i've always wondered how much of that redemption is is motivated by you know the 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 loss of his son over realizing like what evil he's come to do in his past life yeah definitely because i mean if you think about it right like because that's a huge amount of time where he's had to like suppress like all mm-hmm. ties to like like his relationship with the jedi exactly and, and yeah. like i mean he, you know he lost padme and stuff like that and even here you know he's just about to reach that point where he gets her 
like can grasp her again, but then he loses that. So, I mean, the amount of time that he has to bury that and force that down and stuff like that. Cause I mean, Luke, you know, consistently says like, there's good in you. I feel it. So it's, yeah. it's in there. It's in there somewhere. But he's yeah. just buried it so heavily under all the other stuff he's had to deal with, with the empire and, and stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. even Padme, when, when, uh, when she's dying on, on in birth, you know, yeah. because of, you know, the shock and like the, basically just a broken heart yeah you know like uh, it's it's killing her and you know it, yeah. and uh um you know she says to obi-wan before she dies she says like there's, obi-wan like there's good in him like yeah i know there's still still good in him so yeah yeah so like it's it's definitely like he's just so thing. confused and like miss just miss really misguided yeah like he's just so yeah, confused misguided and misguided. by his personal feelings yeah because he's he's trying to do the right thing but he's just and I feel like he, he keeps way. digging himself a hole because yeah. he 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 honestly believes afterwards. I think that that like the dark side is the only way. He's he's now on this path, and yeah. he see he looks forward, and and I think like he personally believes, you know that that this is where I'm supposed to be. Yeah, kind of thing, and and uh, you know, and and it really resonates through through these episodes as well because yeah. you know he's he's using the the by all means necessary to bring his loved ones back so like yeah you know as a jedi and with the code that they would stand by they would never approve of something like that oh yeah so yeah like, there's other reasons for him to stay on this path as well definitely i and i mean like really right from the beginning like anakin as a character even right from you know everyone's favorite the the phantom menace like he's always been a very like uh I'm not sure if the, these are the right words, but like foolhardy and even like irrational and just um, like almost like an adrenaline, not quite an adrenaline junkie. That's maybe not the right word, but he's just really like he'll just like throw himself into a situation and that just plays through this. I mean, in this episode, yeah. like that. You see really- that in the Clone Wars quite a bit um, where he's yeah, he's he's very kind of. Uh, um, yeah, what's the what's the I, word? I don't. Yeah, I, I know what you're trying to say. Yeah, like yeah, he basically throws him into a, a situation without thinking or saying something without thinking. Yeah, he's very foolhardy. Um, yeah, and ir, ir, like irrational to a point. Like, and yeah, you see that through all of the uh, original trilogy and stuff like that. Yeah. And it's it's kind of cool because we see that again in this episode of Vader Immortal. Because I mean, the um, Lady Corvax's husband, like when he, one of the moments that he like materializes, kind of. He just blatantly is like mocking Vader's ignorance. Yeah. Over like what he hopes to do. He like just so like he doesn't even dive that deeply into it or anything like that. He's just like he's just like he's so desperate and like ignorant of what's going on. Like yeah. he just blows over it. Like basically uh, chastises him for being an idiot and go like refocuses on what you're trying to do. So if that really shows through just how like he's he's trying to like he's well-meaning but he's just complete he's so like foolhardy and just irrational that he's just going like barreling through it and just like the, the most obnoxious like mm-hmm. straightforward way possible yeah yeah it's uh there's there's definitely like he's he, you know he's such a when, when you really start to think about his character yeah. he's such a complex character like oh, there's yeah. so much to anakin that I mean, I mean the whole so like the whole original saga. Yeah, is like about it's him. it's his story. Like his story, you know, yeah. honestly, he owns it, and like it, it's all about you know the the rise, 
fall and redemption of Anakin Skywalker. And, yeah. um, and, uh, you know, and he, he's so relatable as a character. Like you, it's, it's ironic because, you know, you, th- you look at the big baddie in the galaxy and go like, what's relatable to him. But, you know, there's a lot going on down there, you know? And, and yeah. yeah. And the entire time that he's wearing this suit and tearing apart those rebels, trying to get the plans in rogue one and, and just every, every dark deed moment that he's had, it's, it's so foreign to think like there's still good in that guy. Like there's yeah. still something down there about the boy who was willing to give up everything for a couple of strangers who were stranded on his planet as a slave boy, yeah. willing to risk his life in a race to win them the parts they need. Like, like there's something so pure about that moment as a boy. And to know that that exists in this monster is, is quite a beauty and the beast moment. Oh, definitely. You know, it's, it's, it's this very, very like, um, you know, it's, it's this really true to life thing where it's, you know, you, you can, you know, look at like, uh, a serial killer or a murderer and think like, you know, like, Hey, like Jesus loves this person too. Like, oh yeah. Well, dude, that reminds me, actually, <laughs> I was just about to say that reminds me about the story of, um, uh, Saul or Paul or whatever, right. Where he's like literally like prosecuting or, or persecuting like Christians and stuff like that. And then totally like yeah he gets flipped around like completely and, and because and there's still some humanity there's still some good some little seed of good down there that he can be changed right yeah um and you know that's a hundred percent darth vader like where where we we've seen the love that he's capable of uh, yeah. so much so that he's willing to go to lengths to protect them and and i think like you know, it really puts power into what yoda says about having attachments and about the jedi code of like them them standing on the side of the fence and saying like, no, we're not going to be attached to things because we're not going to give into that corruption. If anything ever happened, you know, it, it's basically just a big blockade for them to avoid any temptation, any greed, any, you know, anything that would push them to do anything selfish. Yeah. Um, and compromise their like morals. And, and stuff. Yeah, Cause exactly. Like, yeah. Cause like thinking about it, right. Cause like the whole, the Jedis are, they're willing to, put their lives on the line and stuff like that for like the galaxy really. Yeah. And then like when they have like personal relationships and stuff like that, then there starts becoming the battle. Yeah. The priorities and like they have to start thinking about priorities and compromises and stuff, which Mm -hmm. is literally what happened to him. Right. He started compromising on his responsibilities as a Jedi in order to like to facilitate his like life and relationship with uh, Padme and stuff like that. Yes. Sidious took advantage of that and yeah for sure he he became what he what he was yeah it's like you know if the country ever went to war there's people who would go to war for the country and then there's people who would go to war because of their family exactly yeah so like yeah there's there's um with the jedi code it's really it's a really tough thing because and you know and qui-gon even tells anakin before he takes him along he says like you know the life of a jedi is a it's not an easy path like, no. yeah you know like it's um it's a it's a hard even if you succeed at it it's a hard life he says um and then anakin's like but i want to do it and, you know <laughs> and, it, yeah, and it's like this nine-year-old kid it's like okay well. and that you know what that just again plays into that his like like directness and foolhardiness is yeah he just wants to go he wants to it. go for it just yeah. wants and to go for it yeah and you know i think i think you'll really once you start watching clovers you'll really really recognize that there's so many things that he does that's like did you think about that first? Like, yeah, exactly. And, and uh, really? it's like, nope. nope. Um, and uh, there's a, there's one of the one of the clones co- makes a comment about it. 
in the very if you watch it chronologically yeah this the very very first episode in the in the whole series it's called cat and mouse and uh one of the clones anakin sent basically on a on a on a relief mission provide aid to uh uh, Christophsis to the people that are being uh, oppressed by a separatist blockade. They don't have enough supplies. They're supposed to send Anakin in this uh, ship with a, uh, an invisibility cloak down to the surface of the planet and provide relief aid to the Republic outpost there and people and whatever. Yeah. Uh, but on on the way down, you know, it, it, the the Republic fleet that's trying to break through the blockade gets more desperate, and Anakin basically flips on Obi Wan and says, "Okay." We're going to have to take this guy out, this ship, this blockade, because there's no way that we can continue on like this unless he's taken care of. And and, and Obi-Wan protests. He's like, you know, Anakin, your job is to get down there and deliver your stuff. Do <laughs> yeah. as I say. Do as the council says, you know. And, yeah. and Anakin's just like, yeah, oh, uh, you know, okay, whatever. And it uh, does his own <laughs> thing. And one of the clones looks over at, at their superior officer and goes uh, – I thought we were just like uh, de- delivering some supplies or something, and then and then the one guy looks over. He's like, "Kid, when you're working with General Skywalker, you're always on the offensive." <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's something so, like that. Oh, that's awesome. But yeah, as the show goes on, it's like you know, it's like so recognizable. Every oh, yeah. everything he does is just headstrong into battle, um, and uh, and it comes up later on in the show. His tactics are very recognizable for being super heavy on the offensive and yeah. even if you play battlefront 2 one of his abilities is called steamroll and every <laughs> every single guy every single battle droid that you cut down uh rewards your health or something there's there's something oh about, my gosh yeah it, it's like it's very apparent that like anakin is a force to be reckoned with like you know he is yep. he is headstrong out there it really resonates with vader as a character as well like he's insane oh, yeah it, there's so many connections between Anakin and Vader, and you know that's what I love about the character. And mm-hmm, um, yeah. you know, I just like it saddens me to know that there's people out there that don't think the way we do. <laughs> but I hope, I yeah. hope, uh, if there's any listeners that are listening to us right now that uh, you know taken away something from this conversation, because um, it's such a rich character. Like you know, yeah, Anakin I mean, Vader, same guy. Um, yeah, can't have one without the other. There isn't one without the other. Uh, I know a lot of people have yeah. been like, "Oh, your favorite character is Anakin." Pfft. Like, I'm like, your your favorite character is Darth Vader. It's the same thing. Like, They're the same like, character. It's the yeah. same character. Yeah. Like, yeah, like I love Darth Vader, and I don't. I really don't like hate on Anakin's character like that much or whatever. Yeah. I mean, there's like there's plenty of mo- like moments in the uh, the. There's some questionable like, moments of the portrayal for sure. Um, for, some people oh, have oh, yeah. There's like, like there's always. I mean, it's like any movie. I can always go into any movie, even my like my favorite movie in the world. I can go into any movie and find bits and pieces in it yeah. where I'm like, I'm kind of like, yeah, I could, you know, I wasn't a fan that. of that. Could yeah. change that. This isn't great. I mean, there's never. I don't think there's ever really been a perfect movie or anything like no. that. There's always, yeah, there's always something you can find wrong with it. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, like Vader, like. Is and, such you know, a rich and, character, and and Hayden's character, Hayden had a had a task to do. Like he had quite the job. I mean, if someone said to you, "Would you be able to play a young version of Darth Vader?" You know, like it's yeah. like, okay, wh- how would you do that? Like the guy's got no emotion. Like yeah. I mean, I mean, just the the fact that you and I are able to have like such an in depth conversation about like Vader and Anakin's character and like the like the lifelong transition of this character is a pretty solid testament to how well they've done 
with this, right? Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, really, like, you could nitpick plenty of things, but at the end of the day, he did he did a pretty good job. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hundred percent. I've always been on the you know the the pro Hayden fence, and so you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Would love to meet that guy someday. And he's from he's from uh, from around here. So oh no yeah, way! I yeah, didn't even yeah, know exactly. that. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's great. But cool. um, anyway, so that's that's all the time we got for today. But uh, we will have you on very soon for the next Mandalorian. Yes, sir. Cool. Thanks for coming back. Super fun. Thanks, man. All right. Thank you so much, Reed, for coming back on uh, Star Wars Escape Pod and chatting with me all about uh, Vader Immortal Episode 3. That was a, a super fun conclusion to this VR trilogy. Uh, I'm really looking forward to what comes next because... You know, we we didn't chat about this, but uh, the story that you live through this trilogy as this pilot of this ship, um, you know, it really goes unresolved. And this whole story takes place before, uh, you know, A New Hope and, and Rogue One. So, you know, naturally, you know, I think, okay, they're off to find this treasure map uh, or whatever is behind this treasure map that they that they, you know, find. Uh, it's it's a it's a it's a loose end. It's a it's a loose end that needs to be resolved in a future story, book, comic, whatever it is. If it's a comic, it would be interesting to see what the character actually looks like. Um, but because you play as this pilot, you know, it's not like we've even heard the voice of this character either. So. Uh, you know, it's 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 a very interesting situation that we've been put in, and I can only expect them to announce uh, another VR series in the future that follows up this story with uh, a sequel trilogy, maybe, of a VR games. So, uh, always hoping for uh, a, a follow-up to this and, uh, you know, some features that we've uh, been talking about that would be really cool to see. Uh, would be awesome to have in future updates for the existing games and uh, future games to come. So... Other than that, thanks again for listening. I'm your host, Josh. May the force be with you.